first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT. And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. We are going to be bringing you our preview of the Indianapolis Colts game versus the Tennessee Titans week two edition and we have our friends here from tennessee titans weekly gentlemen how are you doing this evening doing pretty good pretty good hey, we're we glad to be back i know we did a show earlier and i think it was the summertime when we did uh mm-hmm. you guys' podcast so it's glad, glad to be back uh playing you guys again with two in a two-week span so it's this is going to be an exciting game and this game is going to be actually for the division actually so this is going to yeah. be interesting Yep. Yeah, man. We're excited to be here as well, man. Thanks again. Uh, you know, you guys are great. Love your podcast as well, too. Uh, can't wait to play. Uh, you know, the Titans have been, you know, ready to get this revenge game going. You know, a lot of mistakes we've made. Now we can try to correct those things. Uh, I say as well, too, for those who have never watched our podcast, you can check our podcast here on YouTube. It's Tennessee Titans Weekly. As well, you can uh, subscribe to us on Instagram at Tennessee Titans Weekly and as well on Twitter at Titans Weekly 24-7. So, man, Derek, glad to be here, sir. Love it, Appreciate that. And, guys, yeah, for anyone that hasn't seen their podcast, please check it out. When we did it with the first time with these guys, they were just under 1,000 subs the first Mm -hmm. time at 1,300 now a few months later. So that's pretty good. They grow in every day. I love to see it. Uh, even though we don't wish Titans podcast too much luck around here, but hey, you know, hey, hey you know what? It's all for, it's all love, man. But you yes. guys are right. You guys are right. This is the revenge tour here for Tennessee. You're right. This game goes for you know the division leader because whoever wins this game is pretty much going to be the decider unless the Colts win out when it comes to Houston and Jacksonville. And I'm not sure I'm confident with that. But if the Colts do win this one, then you know, the the division's pretty much decided at that point mm-hmm. when it comes yep. to the tiebreaker. But, guys, let me take you back to the first matchup. I know you guys probably don't want to talk about that too much, so I won't keep you on it too much. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, both of these teams coming into uh, Thursday night football, prime time, the first one for Colts. And the Colts were feeling it a little bit more, I think, because – You know, everyone was picking the Titans. You know, at that moment in time, I agreed because, you know, the Titans looked like the more overall well-rounded team. Everybody was picking the Titans. The Colts come in, try to make a statement, and they do, capitalizing on a lot of those. But what stands out to you guys from that first matchup and what needs to be uh, the most – one of the things that needs to be most fixed coming into this matchup? Well – we lost primarily, and I think Colts fans should understand. I'm sure if they want to be realistic, they'll see this. 
We lost because of special teams, ladies and gentlemen. Now, again, Naeem Hines did have a hell of a game for uh, the Colts. We we recognize that. Uh, even, um, you know, the receiver, Michael Bennett, he had a heck of a game too, right? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, excuse me. Michael Pittman, he had a heck of a game as well Huge too. Game. The rookie, he did. Over 100 yards, uh, his first 100-yard game that he had, he had a great game. I get that. that that's fine. But we lost because of, a, of special teams. Our punter, for those who don't know, we had just signed him three days prior. He was packing boxes for FedEx, okay? He literally <laughs> dropped something at my house that same week, okay? And he comes in and he kicks a 35-yard per average punt. And one of the punts was 17 yards. After yeah, we stopped, bad. you know, after we got stopped, I get that. But then he kicked a 17-yard punt from the end zone, okay? That was an easy score for the Colts. I get that. Um, you look at a block field goal as well. You guys scored on that. And we missed another field goal. So we had I said, probably at least 17 points just right there, right, that I just spoke upon. We lost because of special teams. We felt the game was pretty even, but the special teams is what caused the issue. Now we do have Brett Kern back. Brett Kern is arguably the best punter in the NFL. He's back, okay? I think that's going to make a big, a big difference. We're also trying out some other field goal kickers as well. I think Ostasi still might be the kicker going into this game, but I think if we minimize those, you know, this is going to be a great matchup. It will be. I think that's what's going to be different this game is special teams. We do have injuries, big injuries, but I think that's what we've learned from the last game. We have to correct that. So, and, and, and I agree with that. It, it was special teams. Also, there was a lot of drop balls in that game as well. Um, there was a go-ahead touchdown that A.J. Brown did drop um, that was could have been like a 50-yard burner. And I think that drop right there was all, all, basically a momentum shifter. And that's when you've seen the Colts really just kick it in the gear on defense and offense. And time wasn't on our hands. Uh, um, <clears throat> and we, like I said, we go back to special teams. And just culture decisions with that. And I, the Titans fan base is kind of on edge with Vrabel right now because of that decision. But the Colts brought the energy. They had the energy. They wanted to win. They wanted it more. Um, defense was flying everywhere. That, that's why y'all are the number one defense in the league because of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, Facts, no paper. <laughs> it was. It was a number. It, I mean, it was a number of factors really that just went into this that loss. And we're. I think going into this game, we are limping even more going into this game with injuries that we do have, um, and it's just different. From, from that game to this game. That game, I think you had a little bit more complete package. This game, we're going in, we don't know what we have. I mean, it can go either way. So, it's just the, the difference is special teams, like Hawk said, we get Brett Kern back. We do get some of the injuries that we um, – the injured players that we didn't have in that game. I know Humphreys didn't play, so I've heard he practiced today, so he's coming yep. back. Yep. He's a key guy on third downs for us that is our third down possession receiver that if we need, he bails us out. So – for yeah. me, it's different things, but. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. And Colts fans know a thing or two about dropping passes. We've had that for several years when Andrew Luck was there. That's never been a big thing there. But, uh, yeah, and for special teams, too, I mean, the Colts uh, have one of the best special teams units in the NFL right now, so we we understand that. And don't worry. Rodrigo gonna... with the glasses, your kicker yeah, from yeah, the SEC, yeah. yes. Respect the specs, man. Yes. Well, we got the hashtag going. Boy, is phenomenal for sure Uh, and don't worry about the injury reports I'm going to ask you guys to clarify on some of those injuries because I know there's a lot of them there's uh, a one key one for the Colts that I'll mention here soon but look guys both of these teams right now are seven and three right both respective right in the playoff race right where they want to be both of these teams are coming off of 
great overtime victories. Obviously, the Colts beat the Packers at Lucas Oil, and then obviously the Titans win on the road against the Ravens. And believe me, Colts Nation was not happy about that at all, that you guys came all the way back. But, I mean, how confident are you? Because you mentioned, Doc, how the Titans fan base is a little on edge with Vrabel about some of the things he's done this season. How confident are you in Vrabel to get this team ready for this specific matchup? If I have to put a percentage or a number on it, I would say at least a six. And that's guarding the, the, the coaching decisions. Now, I know some things you have to – you look at people in practice, right? The Trevor Daniel decision really didn't sit right and sit well with me or Hawk when he made that decision in that call because you had a punter that was literally booting 50-yard punts the, the game prior when we played Chicago. So you make a coaching decision like that, it makes no sense, right? So – for me, going into this game, Vrabel, he's, he's been phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Vrabel has coached very well throughout his time here in Tennessee. But it's also, and Hawk has always said this, he coaches like a player. He's very emotional. We know that. He gets, his, he, he gets the guys ready. We've seen it with, with, with the, the C-19 issue when the Titans scared the league, right? He prepared them for that game. But for some reason, when it comes to the Colts, Vrabel is one and three against Frank Rice. I don't know if people know that, right? I don't know if it's a psyche thing. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's a preparation thing. But going into this game, it seems to where Vrabel, he psychs himself out. I mean, literally, on paper, the Titans have the better team on paper. Now you can pluck some people away and be like, okay, well, they're kind of even now. But how he prepared the Titans when we played the Ravens versus how he has to prepare them when we played you guys it has to be the same preparation, the same energy. My thing about the Titans this year is an energy factor, right? Something that I seen last week, we, we, we all know about the logo incident in, in Baltimore where uh -huh. we went on the logo, scuffed it up, whatever. When we tend to play in our division, specifically the Colts, you never see that energy. You never see it. As Colts fans, you guys know, we got Tennessee's number. We know we're going to beat them. I, I got a, a real good friend. He's a Colts fan. He says it all the time. He says, man, on paper, y'all should whoop us. He said, but we just – we have y'all number. It just is. But it's almost like the Colts and the Jaguars. The Jaguars literally have y'all number. Yeah, it's like – <laughs> number. Yeah, it's true. They do. It's true. It, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's like an even kill. And I guess it's a divisional thing. But confidence for me, for Vrabel, is, is at a six. I mean, just the, the questions and things he's done this year – I just – I have minimal confidence that he can come in here and get these guys ready. I hope he gets them ready. The, the, the bigger thing – the big thing for me is not hiring a defensive coordinator. That's the number one thing. When you don't hire a defensive coordinator, you're already being defiant, rebellion, right? You're trying to take on too much, trying to do too much. So, in this instance, for me, it's a six. I just – the confidence is just not there with Vrabel this year. It's, it's, it's years past, and, and I had confidence because he didn't have to do too much. So, that's for me. It's a six, man. All right. Uh, well, here's the thing. So let's just get into this injury report because we we're talking about it quite a bit. And I don't know if you guys heard the news about a certain Colts player potentially not being able to play this week. Yes. But yes. DeForest Buckner yes. is on the COVID list. Now, it wasn't reported that he was positive, just that from what I heard is that he was in close contact with somebody who did. So they're going to have to monitor him over the next five days. And if he doesn't test positive, then he'll be able to play. 
but that's still a long shot. You know, yeah. that's a that's a really big one for you guys, especially because DeForest Buckner changes the dynamic of that whole defensive line. And Derrick Henry, who already had 103 yards in the first mm-hmm. matchup, he'll benefit a lot from that from that specifically. But talk to me a little bit more about some of these injuries for you guys, because you know I'm not too deep on who you guys are missing, but I know Jadavian Clowney is was put on IR. I think another defensive lineman or two that were gone. I heard your offensive tackles are having an issue. So along the offense and defensive line, it seems you guys are really struggling with depth right now. Yeah, we are. Um, our starting offensive left tackle is out for the season, mm-hmm. torn ACL, right? One of the highest paid, one of the best tackles in the league is out. Jayon Brown, who took a dirty hit last week, who's been playing as our best inside linebacker, is out, with, out for the season with a broken elbow, right? Kenny Vaccaro has had injuries with concussion issues, our starting free safety. But Dory Jackson's been out all season with a knee injury, and he might not play this game either, right? Adam Humphreys has been out because of concussion, of concussion protocol as well. Uh, Roger Saffold, our offensive guard, has missed games as well. I mean, the list – I mean, I – I can just keep going. Uh, like you said, Jadavion Clowney's out with, with the, uh, an injury. He'll be out at least three games. Um, you know, we have had so many injuries to some of our top players. It's been unbelievable. But for some reason, we have been able to keep everything intact. We've been able to sign players like uh, Breon Borders, our starting corner, who's been playing the best of all the DBs, maybe besides Amani Hooker, on our team, right? Uh, you know, we've been signing guys as Ty Sambrello, he was a backup to Taylor Lewan. We signed him late. He did great. You know what happened to him last week against the Ravens? He's out for the season, right? Our second offensive tackle, right? So it's been a whirlwind of injuries. I give the Titans credit, again, the coaching staff credit on the fact that they've been able to keep everyone in bay. The biggest issue for us against the Colts. Now, I will tell the Colts fans this. Listen up, Colts fans. DeForest Buckner might not play. The simple fact that he's not playing might allow us to win this football game because we can run the ball against the Colts. Now, the Colts, again, top three in run defense. We see that, okay? We know that. The Titans are in the top five in the rushing offense as well. That's what the clash is going to be, those two, right? Now, DeForest Buckner's playing at an MVP level on defense. He really is. You guys got some ball players on defense. We know about Darius Leonard. He tackles everything in front of him. We know that, right? But I'm saying – Overall, with Buckner being out and what we do the best is running the football, that could run into our favor. So I'm really been paying attention to this Buckner. I got it on my alert on my phone under his player profile. Even if he goes to the goes to the restaurant, it's gonna alert me, right? If he goes home to his mom's house, it's gonna alert me. So I'm still waiting to see what's gonna happen. So for us, man, you know, injuries have played a vital role, but I really think we have played very well outside of Brett Kern, our punter has been out. I mean Dude, you name it, except for Ryan Taylor and Derrick Henry, everybody's been hurt. So yeah. I just hope that we stop, we come onto the shoe just like we do with, in the, with the Baltimore Ravens. We come with that same energy as Jacques has stated. We don't do that with uh, the Colts for some reason. We play like little brother against you guys, and that's a fact. We got to overcome that, man. So Yeah, yeah, I mean, and you're right with DeForest Buckner and everything. I mean, who knows what his status is and – Look, I'm going to just tackle on this for uh, Derrick Henry and that first matchup. Now, everybody knows Derrick Henry's got probably the nastiest stiff arm in all of the NFL. I'm not going to yes. lie. He definitely, yes. most human beings, cannot take the stiff arm that this man can take. 
But I ask your defensive know. tackle that got stiffed arm when we yeah, played over. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Ten pound man. Exactly. Got, see, that's the funny part. Is this is what I was gonna bring up because I think it, I don't know if it was I don't think it was Bleacher Report. I think it was a social media called uh, B slash R uh, Gridiron Gang. They posted a video from that game of Derrick Henry stiff arming, attempting to stiff arm Kahari Willis where he was pushed out of bounds. Like he stopped Kahari from making the initial tackle, but he never put him on the ground and Kari still pushed him out of bounds. And then they were like, wow, this Derrick Henry stiff arm. I'm like, really? Y'all are that stretched for content. That's the best one. You get? Like you just said it he, later in the third quarter, he stiff armed a 310 pound man and put him in the ground. You couldn't post that one. Like that one, that one was there, but yet you had to, post one of Derrick Henry just keeping him at bay for an extra second and like, oh, no, I didn't actually put him on the ground. It, it, yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous for me when it comes to that. But all that being said, from all the injuries that you guys just listed, what is what is the game plan to compensate for some of those? I mean, what, what do you think the Titans should do? And, Jock, we'll start with you on this one. What, what do you think that they should do to game plan around some of these injuries they have? So – so with the Ty Sambrello injury, we do have Jamil Douglas, and he's not Sambrello. He's not Taylor Lewan. But the thing we do have going for us is he has continuity with our already with our offensive line. So they, them boys, have been playing together for like three or four years, right? We do have our first round pick Isaiah Wilson, which, as the Titans know, and. Everybody in Titans Nation, though, Vrabel and the coaching staff do not have no confidence in Isaiah at all. He suited up for the first time last week, helmet on. We thought he was going to go into the game. He was supposed to be brought here for a situation like this. He would be the right tackle. We kick Kelly to the left. Then you still have your uh, um, um, two uh, tackles in the middle, and then you got your center. That was the game plan from when we drafted him, just for the situation. But in this situation, we don't have them. So it's almost where the next man has to stand, step up. That's literally what's, what's happening right now. Um, when Sambrella went down early when, when we played the Ravens, Jamil Douglas did show a sign of light. I was like, okay, I'm okay. Same thing with Sambrella. When Sambrella, when Taylor got hurt, Sambrella showed me how I can keep up. Perfect. Okay. Next, we got Adam Humphreys, who is actually coming back this game. He actually practiced today. So that's a good, good sign for that. So we actually do get our third down possession receiver who can catch the ball. So that's a huge thing for us to get him back. And that's an extra weapon that we do have. Then we go to the defense. We got Jayon Brown. So we got Will Compton. Shout out to Busted and the Boys podcast. Taylor LeJuan, Will, shout out to y'all. Um, but Will Compton has been serviceable, but he can be exploited in the passing game. He's not – and run game as well. We played very well in the second half as a team when Jayon went out, but Will scares me. But we do have David Long Jr. Now, Colts fans, you might not know who that is. He was number 41 when we played the Patriots in the, in the um, playoffs last year when Jayon went out. 51. Jay, no, 50, 41 or 51? 51. 51. Yeah, okay, 51. He's Jayon Brown 2.0, just a lot faster. Okay. He was on the uh, um, C-19 list, and I think he might be designated to return. Don't quote me on that. But if he does, that's who will start. And I feel comfortable with it because of his speed and his coverage ability in, in coverage. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro. So we had Amani Hooker last week. They stepped in for Vaccaro, had an interception last week, a couple of pass breakups, a couple of good tackles. 
He is, I call him Byard and Kenny mixed together, okay? He's a hybrid safety who in Iowa, I think, won the uh, defensive player of the year in their conference. So he's very solid. So he's, he leads the actually our secondary in interceptions with three. So with him, if Vaccaro can't go, which I, I heard Vaccaro practice as well, then we do have um, that safety net as well. So we have things in place. And this is where Vrabel does do a good job. It, it, mentality with Tennessee is the next man up. I have the same mentality. Hey, next man up. Let's finish the process. Hey, we can't go out here and get scared, but the next man up. So for me, that's my game plan of how I would scheme it. Keep it how it was when we played the Ravens. Let's see what we got. But we do got some key pieces coming back. Yep. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't cut you off there. No, no worries. No worries. So looking at the Tennessee Titans against the Colts, there are things that can take place. And while Jacques was talking, I ended up getting an alert. Uh-oh. 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 You know what the alert said? I looked at it. I'm oh, guessing, it says, I know what it is. De- DeForest Buckner. Oh. Oh. What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? Out. Out. Now, again, I don't know if it'll change. I have no idea. But that's the alert that I got, and I'm not kidding. Wow. It, I, if I, even, if I, even if you could see it, it says DeForest Buckner. Out. You see it. Out. Okay, okay. Oh. hold on. Yeah, they, they, now they were saying that because because the Colts had not officially stated whether or not he was positive or not, but most people are assuming based off of – because they said originally that you have to be negative for five days after you're yeah. close to somebody, right. and therefore you have to be negative for five days in order to play. So – he would be able to play with this if he does if he stays mm-hmm. negative all the way right. to Sunday. But right now they're saying, well, he's out because you know he's not going to be able to practice. He's not going to be able to do anything because he has to isolate due to the fact that yes. he's so close. So they're right. presuming he's out until they get a right. positive. Once they get the actual positive, then it's like, yeah, then it's correct. And if eight hey, ladies and gentlemen, if he plays, he plays. It's it's whatever, right? I think he's gonna play. <laughs> yeah, and if that's the case, we'll be prepared because, again, I feel offensively we did a pretty decent job against the Colts defense, and the Colts defense, have a, they have a very good defense. Again, statist- statistically number two in the league overall in, in defense, just behind the Rams, right? Yeah. So I think for us, again, when we played you guys uh, just two weeks ago, I felt we were pretty even offensively. I think the struggle that we had, again, was, you know, covering the running backs with Naheem Hines. He was he was doing a hell of a job catching the football out the backfield. I think we'll make those adjustments. A lot of times the Titans don't play the same the next go around. We'll make right. those adjustments. Mm-hmm. But we have to be careful on as far as for us, are we going to be able to run the football against the Colts? I think if we're able to be successful in that regard and, and use play action, I think it will happen. Now, I give the Colts credit, and me and Jacques says this all the time. Honestly, the best coach team in the NFL is the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know if Colts fans will agree uh, with that. No, they would not agree with that. Yeah, we no. see that. No, we see that. Okay, I said this earlier about the Colts DBs. Now, I like your rookie, Julian Blackman. He's actually one of the best rookies in the league, okay? He is, okay? Probably the best defensive rookie in the league right now. Right, he, he might be. He had an interception on Aaron last week, didn't he? Yes. It was the forced fumble in overtime. He forced okay, gotcha. The, He's forced a fumble, yes. Dude, dude is pretty good. But I don't – overall, your DBs, even some of your linebackers except for Darius Leonard, those guys are okay. They're all right. They're not household names and don't scare nobody. Mm-hmm. I think defensively, when you look at the cover two and how the Colts play, they, they play great. 
closed again to this. Yeah, one. Xavier Rhodes. I got you, man. But he's okay. He's he's straight. But he the coach same interceptions. He got two. Yeah, I got you, man. But it's the scheme. That's what I'm saying about the scheme yeah. of the Colts. Yeah. The Colts run fast. They play fast on defense. Okay, so. I think for us, honestly, it's it's going to be based on how we play on offense. Can we run a ball and can we get Derrick Henry 130 yards rushing? Can uh, Brian Tannehill get 250 and two touchdowns to A.J. Brown? Because A.J. Brown had a big drop against you all, if you guys don't remember. Yeah, I remember. Okay? That was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. That, that would have changed touchdown. the whole game. That, that was a touchdown. And we dropped way. the ball. Right. Exactly. A.J.'s a problem. So, again, it's open. It's for us. But can we execute? And it's going to help us if – DeForest Buckner does not play. If he plays, it is what it is. But if he doesn't, that's going to hurt the Colts. And I think we'll be able to run the football. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Here's the thing. There's the one thing that does scare me that I'll mention. I got two things left for you guys before we get to score predictions here. But one thing that does scare me is if DeForest Buckner does not play, we're already potentially down our best defensive end in Danico Autry, who on the season has six sacks. So he got to Tannehill, I believe, twice in that game. So, I mean, you know, he he knows how it works and, you know, things like that. But, I mean, I'm afraid that if if DeForest doesn't play, then we're going to have to bring more blitzes, which is going to affect how we play the zone, which it might affect how we play on defense, which might free some things up for you guys on offense. Okay, so I only got a couple minutes here on this call, but let's go ahead and get this through here. Who has the most to prove on your offense? Because, you know, Tannehill, he was good in the first half, but again, got pressured a lot in the second half, didn't really do anything. A.J. Brown with one catch on the game. That is not going to win you games if your best wideouts only get one catch. Derrick Henry, yeah, he had 100 yards, but, you know, a couple of those were off of 15, 20-yard runs. His average kind of deceives you on how overall the runs came. So which of those three, just a quick explanation, which of those three has has the most to prove in this game? So for me, for me, it's Arthur Brown, A.J. Brown. Okay. Because A.J. Brown of late has had key drops, and in that Colts game, he only had one catch and I think four or five drops and one big drop that would have been a touchdown. Yep. Lad, when we played the Ravens, he had a couple of drops, okay? Simple catches, a catch that an NFL receiver should make, right? He picked it up in the overtime. He picked it up in the fourth quarter when we needed him to. But in this game, he has a lot to prove because he's there. He's up there. But with these drops, you're killing us, man. You, you're making Tannehill look like he's he's um, uh, um, a trash quarterback, which we know that's not the case, okay? Right. So for me, it's Arthur Juan Brown. He has to have a big game. He has to know, hey, man, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm faster than these DBs that we have out here. You see what he did to the Ravens? <laughs> Literally, ran through Patrick Queen, okay? So for me, it's, it's, it's A.J. Brown. So, for me, I know you were speaking on Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry did average five yards a carry. So, he ran pretty well against the Colts. But I think it's Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has the most to prove because I think when you look at the stats, he had only 147 yards passing. So, when you look at it like, like man, he, that's not a whole lot. He had one touchdown, no picks. But he could have been more if 
A.J. Brown would have made catches. Corey Davis would have made catches. If those would happen, he would have had 200, 300 yards passing. So I think for him coming into the game, it's like, oh, they think that I'm weak. I mean, everyone's just going to just look at Derrick Henry and just try to go after him. It's on me, Ryan Tannehill. It's on 17. So who has the, seven, who has the best 17 on the field is what I'm going to be worried about. Is it Ryan Tannehill or Phillip Rivers? Give me Ryan Tannehill, sir. And we're, and we're about to talk about that real quick because, you know, Phillip Rivers over these last four games, you know, 10 touchdowns to two interceptions has been doing yep. real good. He's been picking up the pace. You know, receivers are finally starting to get in groove. Jonathan Taylor just had a 20-rush, 90-yard game, which would have been much better if the offensive line just wasn't holding in the fourth quarter so much and bringing all those big runs back. You know, the yep. offense is starting to finally find a little bit of groove, starting to figure it out. Phillip Rivers has had 300 yards plus in the last three games alone. Are you more afraid of this offense now than what you were the first matchup? No, nope. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying nope. no. I'm saying no. If we score more than 34 on y'all, I'm just I'm just saying. And that came hey, from the That's not happening. Hey, shout out to Breon Borders, by the way, who held T.Y. Hilton to, what, was it one catch? Or one catch. Hilton? One catch. Hey, I, one don't, catch. I don't care about T.Y. Hilton's numbers. He don't <laughs> yeah. even care about his own numbers. I care yeah. Michael Pittman's going off, and so far that boy's doing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Couple minutes but here. Pittman's not even the leading receiver for the Colts. Like, it's Pascal, the former Titan. Yeah, I know. Yep. I know. The Pittman's picking it up now. Because – because Michael Pittman was gone for four weeks due to Yeah, I got you. Good and point. Pittman's now asserted himself as the number one receiver role because he's felt the most confident he's had the biggest games. But I understand. Let's get, let's get into the score predictions here, guys. Jock, we'll start All with right. you. Give us a score prediction. Who's going to so, win this? I want to see it. So for me, for me, I'm, I'm sticking. To, I'm sticking to my guns that I had in the summertime when we did our prediction show. All right, all right. It's it's. Let me say this. It was perfect for us to play the Ravens before you guys because what that did was it gave us confidence. And I know it's the Ravens, and and, and I know the Ravens beat you guys. <laughs> I know that. I know that. But I feel like with this game, I think Mabel doesn't make the same mistake twice. Okay, we seen he made that mistake the first time. The second time, he's not going to let y'all get away with it, even without a defensive coordinator. So I think, in, in, in my opinion, in my score prediction, I have us actually beating you guys in overtime because I think this game is going to be tight. This is going to be a tight game. I have us beating you guys in overtime 34 to 30. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Not bad. You know, going two okay. overtime games in a row. Geez, that's a lot. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So in the preseason, as Jacques stated as well, I had the Colts and the Titans to split this year. So since the Colts have already beaten us, I'm sticking true to what I say. I'm saying the Titans will win this game as well. I know it's a road game, and I think the Titans, again, have confidence coming in. I'm saying 27 to 24 with a late fumble by Jonathan Taylor. Who's known to <laughs> cut the ball up a little bit, right? Oh, come on. And, and the offensive line. On the year, bro. Yeah, I know. He, he did that in Wisconsin, and he likes to kind of carry kind of loose. And then the offensive line for the Colts have been not playing as great as they've had in the past. A lot of – they did a lot of – they have a lot of penalties. You guys the last time, though. Yeah, they had a lot of penalties against us, too. They had a lot of penalties. They played that gave us an opportunity. They played yeah. on yeah. 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 yeah, we can, We know the Colts' offensive line are beasts. Quentin Quint right. Nelson's a beast. We know that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I think we got them by a few points. 27 to 24, Tennessee. Tighten right. up, baby. Okay. Right. Love the shoe. Hey, look, 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 look. 
I was so happy last week when I did my preview with Tom Grossi, who is a Packers podcaster. I predicted 34 to 31. Sure enough, that's what the Colts did. Wow. I think it's going to transfer over this time. Okay. And I know I said with y'all that we would split. But after beating y'all in your own stadium, I don't think that okay. Indianapolis is going to take it for granted being in their home stadium this time. So <laughs> I predicted a little higher scoring this time, though, 35 to 31 Indianapolis. I think that Tennessee is going to figure it out on offense a little bit, uh, is going to get some more points there. But I still think the Colts will pull it out. It'll be a tight game. And uh, it, it's going to be a good one, though. But – Hey, listen, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on, man. It was a lot of thank fun. Thank you as well. Dude, this is fun, dude. Hey, this is yeah, great. Absolutely. And as Cody would like to say, and he's probably said it to you guys before, good luck to you guys, but not too much luck. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Yes. Likewise. Yes, yes likewise. Exactly. All right. Thank you guys so much again. Thank you for everyone tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.